I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, welcome to the sport of it's episode 49. We got we're a little bit short-handed tonight because he's off doing something or other, but Clarence is here. What's up, fuckers? And down in Dallas is Brandon. Let's get fisted. Let's get fisted is right. We're we're watching the wild game, except Clarence's TV no, isn't working right not. now, so I'm the only one watching the wild game. Also, That's Brandon a royal way. So. Nope. Couldn't possibly care less. So Clarence is pretty angry right now, and so I'll be giving wild updates, and Clarence should be getting angrier and angrier as it goes along. My TV doesn't work. All my beer is frozen goddamn solid. I didn't bring it into the house. I have no beer, no TV. The dog ran away. I had to chase it through a fucking <laughs> thorn bush. My sweats have like 8,000 thorns in them right now. It's just a goddamn shit show down here. It's a good start to a country song, though. Fucking a! I'm just the grumpiest bastard. I hope this goes okay because I just this is not starting off very well. No, I think and we're unprepared and we have no guest and <laughs> yeah. we don't have our comic relief. So let's just <laughs> let's just lay it all out there right now. This is not going to be listenable. You know, no, this is no, actually a question. Why are we doing a podcast right nothing now? I don't know. There's nothing going on. <laughs> nothing. Where I'm angry. I'm already angry. I already started the fucking podcast. I'm already angry about nothing. There's not, I mean, I have nothing that anyone cares about. I'm angry. God, this is terrible. You know, I was, almost, I was just about to do what are you drinking for Brandon and for me, but it'll just piss Clarence off more, so we're going to not do that. I want to talk. I, we're sort of resetting after the Olympics here because we, we all got sort of focused in on the Olympics. and Yeah, we did. Yep. Well, yep. Brandon, we all did. Brandon wasn't watching any of the Olympics anyway, but Clarence and I did, and as far as I'm concerned, we're the only ones that matter right now. Well, you needed to decompress after all that ice dancing. <laughs> you shut your mouth. You couldn't no, John, for John, you got, week. You got me twisted, John. I watched a lot of hockey, Olympic hockey, and I watched five seconds of curling, and they were shitty, so I stopped that. And I watched nothing else. You watched actual sports and the made-up stuff you didn't watch. That's well, I don't. I don't watch stuff that has a judge. Not, I'm not, not watching that. Nope. 
And, it's called a competition, uh, not a sport. Yeah, that's right. And uh, everything else, I don't, you know, hockey, I care about the other stuff. I just, I can't get, can't get into. Rate your, so, John, you really were the only one. All right, rate your Olympic hockey disappoint, disappointment level for me, Clarence. Uh, I'll say this. I would be more disappointed if the U.S. lost that can't that game against Canada, and I felt like they should have won. That's they, true. They didn't. I, I don't feel like they should have won that game. It's not like they got one robbed from them or something. You know, a couple of years ago there where they lost in overtime, that, that hurt because you felt like, hey, this is a game they could have won. They, they you know, shit down their leg and it didn't happen. This one, I know it was a close game, but, man, they, they didn't outplay Canada. Nope. They were lucky to be in the game. Um, <laughs> they were lucky they it was only a, one nothing for sure. Yeah, it was so I, I was disappointed they didn't play better, I yeah. think, that, which is a level of disappointment, but it's not – Oh, motherfucker, Canada just stole that one. It was so close. They covered the spread. Does that help at all? No, it doesn't help at all. If you're betting the spread in hockey, you are a fucking insane, crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is the matter with you? (laughs) The puck can go off someone's breezers. You know, that's the stupidest betting in all. I can't think of anything. I didn't. Maybe like. But Russian high lie or something that's as crooked as they come yeah. next to Russian high lie betting the point spread in, in hockey is the next stupidest. Yep. I, I didn't bet it, but I was going to um, send a tweet out to you guys to suggest betting on Canada just so we feel better if, you know, so you win either way, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. But then I saw it was one and a half and I was like, that, that doesn't make any sense because then what exactly happened would be the worst thing ever. Like, oh, my team lost, and I'm out 50 bucks. That's the fucking worst thing in the <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, that... So I thought it was going to be a half point. Like, I thought that's just how games worked. I didn't know that there was, in a, you know, what I thought was going to be a close game would be one and a half spread, but shows how much I know. So, Clarence, were you disappointed when the U.S. got slaughtered in the bronze medal game? Because I couldn't care less at that point. Once Not, lost I didn't game, watch I... it. I What was I doing? Fuck, I don't even know what I was doing. Oh, I was clearing snow. And watch a second of it. I saw not one. Jen, my wife hollered out the door saying, "Hey, the game's on." I, was, I did a uh, hand gesture commonly associated with male masturbation, <laughs> as I was, uh, you know, mm-hmm. getting ready to plow snow, and uh, went away. I went. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Do you think that those guys care at all? I mean, well, the way they seem played, like they, they lost five nothing. But yeah, do you think that they really give a shit? The Finns do. The Finns did. Uh, okay. They had a collection of up and comers, but no, I've, they're not nearly as talented as the United States. It's it's pretty obvious from what I could tell that. I mean, the U.S. just didn't care, and they and Finland Finland did. The bronze makes sense in like a race or something where you don't have to do an extra thing, but an actual bronze third place game, a whole other thing, even though you know you're not going to win, is sure. pretty weird to me, right? If there's yeah, enough if, Olympics, I feel like it lasted six weeks. That's right. It's if it was a race, yeah, you're right. If it was a race, and oh, hey, I'm one of the top three guys, and yeah, it makes sense. But we have to play a whole new game. I don't know, Clarence. Do you I, remember? I don't blame them for not. Do you remember when the NCAA tournament kidding. used to have a third place game in it, and just every I do. Year it would be a horrible, horrible brawl until finally they just quit having it. <laughs> so many Canadians that yeah, it was. I didn't it know was, that. Every Canadians uh, that had a chance of of showing some scout somewhere that he actually was tough. You know, playing college hockey, it's hard to 
show an edge because there's no fighting in college hockey. So if you get this one game where you can show a scout that you know how to fight, it was the third place NCAA game that had no further ramifications. You couldn't be suspended for the another game that season because the season was over. Uh, yeah, it was always a shit show. Just a that third place also. free for all. Yeah, yeah. Like, I went to a minor league hockey game when I was a kid, and walking into it, I was with my cousin. He was like, "You just watch out because there's tons of fights for whatever reason." I never really thought of the reason why, but that's got to be it. That they know that they're not going to get to the NHL on skill alone. So maybe if they just pound the shit out of somebody, they'll get called up to be a enforcer. Is that right? That, Is that what absolutely you're... happens. Sure, okay. absolutely. And, and some guys may have some skill, but you still have those crusty old Canadian scouts that wanted them to show some edge some some grit and these they'd have to take an opportunity here and there to drop the gloves and yeah i I am willing to fight and so that that scout can check that box yeah he's not a chicken shit and then they would move on god scouts they're the worst they're the worst in every way the worst (sighs) yes they are all right so the point i was going for here is that i wanted to reset a little bit with the local sports team because we talked about the olympics a lot last week at brian stensas uh, I wanted to I wanted to do this by talking about the playoff chances for each of the four winner teams that's going right now. Sort of talk about some of the reasons why they have the odds they have. And let's start off with the Wolves because they won the other day, and sort of all the stories in the paper and stuff were along the lines of, "Well, they're not in the playoff race, but they, but maybe." So no chance yeah. zero. Well, that's what I would have rated it as, but we're going to go to our indie expert, Brandon. Yeah, Clarence, uh, have you been invited on a different podcast to talk about your Wolves knowledge, bro? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the expert here. uh, Wait, you have? Wait a minute. Bow down. Time out. Time out here. (laughs) Somebody, you got invited onto a podcast? Yep. Well, after John said no, yeah. (laughs) Well, what I said was, I'll do it, but why don't you get Brandon instead? He actually watches the NBA. Yeah. And the, uh, so it was kind of like where the guy comes up to the hot girl at the bar and he's like, hey, (laughs) no, I'm taken, but you could, my girlfriend here, my friend isn't taken. And the guy's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll do. I guess yeah, we'll do. So now you're banging this other podcast. We used to have a term when I was single and an asshole. Um, uh, when we were at a bar, we'd call girls 150 girls because that was the time you would go and talk to them in the night. Like you're going to, sure. you know. Um, so I'm a 150 guy, I think, for the podcast, which is pretty sad. They're just desperate. No, you, and... you have a lot of Tim Rolls knowledge. They will be lucky to have you. Finally, somebody, there's two people on the planet who actually want to talk about the Timberwolves, and those are the two guys, so that's going to be great. <laughs> well, I'm the other one. I want, to talk, <laughs> I want to talk about the Timberwolves right now. I just asked you to talk about the Timberwolves with me. You, you're just going to start yelling at me, aren't no, you? No, I'm not. So the um, basketball reference has their odds. Right? Do you want to guess what their playoff odds are right now? In the history of time, a team with this record and this point, uh, uh, what SRS, whatever you call it, um, with this upcoming schedule, ninth place, fifteen or five games out of the playoffs. What percentage of the time do they make the playoffs? One negative 6. ten. <laughs> negative ten. Negative ten. Uh, surprisingly, seventeen percent. Oh wow. Um, but okay. you're right, though, John. That the last game against the Suns 
was a huge, huge game. Um, they're again, they're, they're almost for sure out of it. And I, I told you I gave up on them, and I still have. Um, but that was a, that was a big swing because Phoenix has been has been floundering a little bit lately, and so now the Wolves are only five games out of the picture. Where if Phoenix would have won that game, and Phoenix just blew a game against Utah as well, it, it could very easily be seven and a half games with you know whatever um, thirty left, which is borderline impossible. So. Yeah, there's a little bit of a um, little bit of a flicker of hope, and um, I think the reason is the next. Um, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but but basically, like eight or nine of the next ten games, they are very winnable, and they'll they'll be favored. So if they can even pull out, you know, maybe go five and two, or you know, six and three, or something like that, and get above five hundred, and you know, they may be able to make it a little bit closer. Um, Again, Basketball Reference has them at about 43.5 wins right now, which is kind of what we've been talking about all year. Um, so we'll see. You know, some of it depends on when we get Peck back and Martin back. Um, both of them practiced we'll s- yesterday or today, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they're both questionable for Saturday. So obviously Peck's a lot more important than Martin. I don't think Martin is as as, as valuable as his numbers seem to make it um, show. Um but, you know, I think another thing is if it was just, I think, two or three games ago that Adelman kept Rubio out of the entire fourth quarter, the the whole all 12 minutes in a close game. So if that sort of shit keeps up, it's going to be hard for it's going to be hard for me to even buy into them at all. Um, I just again, I think big win against the Suns, notwithstanding, he's done a shitty job. And uh, and um, I, I don't know if that's going to change at all. I don't know how. Um, but. You know, we'll see. So, so there you go. There's your your answer is seventeen percent. Talk to me about the biggest, let's say, two or three factors that are going to contribute to them making the playoffs or them not making the playoffs. Um, I think number well, one's got to be Ricky Rubio, doesn't it? Um, yeah, most. I don't know. I mean, he is who he is. He's kind of been the same player for a while now, which is really good. I think it's more important that Edelman. Um, figures out his rotations and when to play him and to play him more often and in the right spots. That, to me, is a bigger factor than Rubio. Rubio's he's not going to turn into a good shooter right now. Um, but everything else he does is pretty dependable game to game. His defense is always there. You know, that's the nice thing about defense is it doesn't have, a you know, an off night. Um, so that's always there. His assists are usually there. You know, there are nights when he um, doesn't match up too great with, like, super, super speedy point guards like Wall or Lawson or some of these guys. Um, so he, it might be a little tougher on him then, but but then you know it, um, and it is what it is. So he's a big factor just because he's really important, but I don't think it's one of these things that, like, this needs to change. Um, I think Peck needs to stay healthy, uh, which is uh, – they all need to stay healthy, which is really important. Um, and they need a lot of help from um, Phoenix and Memphis fading. So <laughs> – so, that to me, it's it's Adelman, it's health, and it's other teams running into a tougher schedule. That is going to be the the difference of whether the seventeen can even turn into anything. To even, you know, because again, I don't really give a shit um, either way. But it would be fun to have some games that matter a little bit. You know, it's sort of like these those twins um, of past years where you know they're not necessarily going to go anywhere. You just don't want to be completely out of touch with them for the past for the last month of the season. First of all, you cannot tell me you don't care about the Timberwolves, because you clearly do. And I know you're just trying to defend yourself and say, I don't care about the Timberwolves, but I know you do. 
I'm he's trying to buffer himself. Yeah, he's trying to buffer himself from not getting hurt. He doesn't want to overexpose himself I can't so that when they more. go five and twenty-five to end the season, <laughs> you know, he just go. I didn't care about him anyways. I didn't care anyways, man. And then he doesn't feel so bad when really yeah, she, he's crying inside. She broke up with me, but I was just about to call her anyway. So yeah, whatever. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> she's a slut anyways, man. I don't care. It's yeah. Just, yeah. So uh, in, in a way, it, yes, in a way, it's a little bit of that, but it just, they've just been win or loss, just frustrating to watch because, because of the rotations and just because of all those tough luck losses that they had earlier in the year that I know that they can't come back from that. It's not going to even out when you, when you're own 14 or whatever, like you're not going to have 14 close games. You're going to pull out and end up at 500. So it just it's one of those bad luck years, I think, and I know that they're a disaster of an organization in a lot of ways um and they did they're a franchise that can't have bad luck happen to them because they're already hanging by a thread, and that's what happened this year, so just sort of I don't know when it was a few weeks ago, I guess or a month ago, and it was just like all right well i I'm done with like expecting anything from these guys and actually making sure I plan my night around these guys around t v so I'm going to watch them. So I'll check in and I'll watch a little bit and I'll like, I read a lot about them, you know, like after games and analyze whatever, but I don't like, I don't plan my life around them. I think that's kind of the key with teams you believe in and teams that you don't believe in. Right. So they're sort mm-hmm. of like the twins after June, the last few years, where it's just like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'll flip on the TV, see how it's going. Maybe read something else while the game's going on. Not really yeah. pay too much attention. Sure. And then you I turn mean, it on and Lester Oliveros is giving up a 500-foot fucking shot off the light rail train. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. fuck this. Yeah. It'll click and, and yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, it's not like that because they are a lot less hopeless than those guys were. I mean, they're still competitive and a good team and, you know, 500 and um, top 10, probably probably top 10 team overall. It's just they're in a tough division and had some bad luck. So it's... You know, it's still pretty fun to watch him. It's just not what I was expecting. Um, you know, if they had pulled out three or four of those games there in the hunt, that would mean everything to me. But the run that they're going to have to go on right now is going to be so difficult. You know, Love in February, you know, has been unbelievable, like as good as he's ever been. You just have to think at some point he's going to run out of steam. And without, I mean, without Love, they are absolutely 100% fucked. I mean, there's no... There's no doubt about it. You know, it's like taking Brady away from the Patriots. All hope is lost if he goes down or if he just runs into a you know tough spot. So it just feels like they're playing with house money with love, and they can't you know, and they just have so many other things going wrong, and it, it feels a little hopeless this season. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're they're fun to watch. Part of the problem with the Timberwolves though is that it it feels hopeless this year, and it only gets worse from here. It's not like it's hopeless this year, but next year, next year is the year. It's yes like and no. this year and every other year. They will almost definitely, I'm trying to think of how they won't be. They'll almost definitely be better next year. Um, they'll be the same with a good draft pick and, you know, Rubio and Love still getting into their primes. But there's the whole Love trade thing that's going to be going on that might cloud the entire season. So from a performance standpoint, if Love is on the team all year next year, which who knows, they should be better. But 
you never know what kind of moves uh, that asshole running the organization is going to make. I, it doesn't seem like he can make any. I mean, he's. <laughs> I like how we're not even of... saying his name now. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> shall um, remain nameless. We, the we refuse to, the media, to speak his but name. Very overmatched dinosaur running the organization. That's what I would <laughs> describe him as. So, are we talking um, about Flip? or Are we talking about Adelman? Uh, we're talking about both of them, and you could also say basically everybody else running teams in this uh, in this town. Um, no, I was talking about Flip because he's going to make the moves. But um, well, then you said um, overmatched dinosaur, and I was wondering if you were talking about Adelman. No, both overmatched dinosaurs, as far as I'm concerned. What is um, has has any coach fallen from grace more quickly than Rick Adelman? Yeah, I mean, I know they all do kind of at the end, but his was really swift. Yeah, at the start George, of the year, we we talked a George lot about O'Neill. how Rick Adelman was their George X factor, O'Neill. and he was going to be the the guy that saved this team, and everything was going to be all right because they had Rick Adelman. And now mm-hmm. we're talking about like he's the one thing that's really holding this team back is Rick Adelman. You know, I I think that's probably. You know, um, Zach Harper, who's the um, ESPN columnist for the Wolves, who runs um, A Wolf Among Wolves, which is a really, really, probably the best Wolves site. Um, he has been a lot more positive to Adelman than, than I've been so far. And I think his point is you're, you can't do anything else really with this roster. Um, you can't make any magic happen with these guys. Um, Berea is your backup point guard no matter what you, I mean, you can play Rubio 48 minutes. You have to play him at some point. Um and he's not been so positive that he said he's been a, you know, done a great job. He just said he's probably cost the team maybe two wins and not the eight that people think. Um, which you know helped convince me a little bit that if you look at this roster, there really isn't a whole no. lot to do with it. That can't be but, right. So the hold on, time out here. Only two wins that he's cost them isn't the biggest knock against Adelman. Is that is is the coaching he does down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And the other knock on the Timberwolves is that they can't close in the fourth quarter, all these close games that they're losing. So couldn't you put far more than two games on Adelman if that's the knock, is all the close games that he's losing? I mean, they've had, what would you say, like 14 close games? You're saying it was only coaching that was only coaching that cost him two of those 14 when the knock is that he's playing Berea and not Rubio at all? I think there has been, by most people's estimation, let's say eight wins left on the table. So where are you going to spread that blame out? Are you going to are you going to give it all to Adelman? Are you going to give some to the players? Just you know, he's not the one out there on the on the court um, shitting the bed. So you got to give some to the players. But I think but he's the one putting the players that are not as talented on the. Yeah, he's the one that so put, put J.J. On the, Brea on the floor over You can't over. put it on J.J. Brea when he's simply not as good as Ricky Rubio. That's yeah. not that's no, Adelman's fault, isn't it? I'm with you guys. I'm, I, but I just feel like no one can work miracles with this roster. You need to put some blame on Flip and some blame on Khan. Um, so maybe it's not quite as bad as, as me thinking he's all of a sudden the worst coach in the league, but... Um, but it's those two wins, like I'm saying, it's the Western Conference. Those two wins, even if it did cost him two, those are two that are unacceptable. Like, he's an old, really, he's a good coach. He shouldn't be mm-hmm. to blame for even two wins. And those two wins are huge right now. Like, they're everything. Like, those two wins are super important, so we need those back. And even that was a really nice way to say, probably more like four or five wins if, if we would have gotten our uh, 
Rubio back in the game or, or fixed, you know, these hockey lineups that, that he continues to run out in the third and fourth quarters. So, you know, whatever, like everything where uh, he's forgotten more than we'll ever know. And we're just a bunch of dumbasses drinking beer that happen to be right about everything. You know how it is. <laughs> it just so happened to nail every single one of our, we just haven't, we just yeah. somehow have not been wrong about anything yet. <laughs> so who do you want to be coach next year? If you if Brandon were GM, not, let's not talk about players. Who would be at the top of your list to be the Timberwolves coach next year? The thing about coaching is there's so many um, strategies and there's so many potential guys out there that could do a great job. That It, it happens every year where guys who aren't on anybody else's radar show up and are amazing coaches. Like Jeff Hornacek for the Suns is all of a sudden like a top five coach in the entire league. He was not on anybody's radar at all. Brian Shaw for the Nuggets has been on the radar forever. He's probably a good coach, but he had way more higher profile than than Hornacek. So I would say I have no idea. I have no idea because there's not a guy waiting in the wings that you – like look at Rambis, for example. Number two guy for the Lakers. You have to think he knows what he's doing. And he was a nightmare from from, from yeah. the get-go. From day one, he was absolutely terrible coach. So it's hard to look at resume when you are looking at coaches, especially Can NBA you assistants. use comparables? Like if Jeff Hornacek is a really good coach, what is Dan Marley doing right now? I mean, is he, is he doing anything? Because what the <laughs> Excellent hell? Excellent question. Jeff Hornacek is all of a sudden good. <laughs> Fuck it, Chet. Find him. Is he somewhere in Phoenix? I don't know. We know, we know that Kevin Johnson is the mayor of Sacramento, so Thunder uh-huh. Dan must be doing something big. Yeah. Yeah, all those guys. Man, high profile. So it's more about, I think, the philosophy and the the interview and, and their point of view when they come to the table. Um, I don't want to hire an old assistant coach. Then again, Tom Thibodeau, the Bulls coach, is amazing, and he was an assistant for 25 years. So it's just it's really hard to know who's going to be the best next guy. Um, and like like college football, there's, there's a bunch of guys in college basketball that might work too. I mean, Brad Stevens for the Celtics has been a – has done a great job already. So, but and I don't mean to make you sad, but can you really envision Flip hiring some uh, some unknown up and coming guy that is on nobody's radar? God damn Flip's it! Flip's deal Clarence. will be that he'll hire some long standing NBA coach that just you know. I don't. I don't even know who it would be. I don't know enough about the NBA. But Jeff that's his mo or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Who you yeah. the the person you're thinking of right now is Flip Saunders. That's the whole <laughs> retread coach you're thinking. Of. <laughs> that's a very good point. Van Gundy is another good one. That's some guy who's an analyst right now on TV or is the assistant coach in Toronto or something. That's been head coach four other spots and just Sam Mitchell. What is Sam Mitchell doing? Yep. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I can't see that. And that is where we come back to this organization is astronomically fucked until he, the only way this organization can be saved is he steps down relatively soon and Glenn Taylor gets no, super yeah. lucky hiring somebody. Lucky. No, just that's, like, that's uh, not it. No, it no, it's not, it's not about flip. You just put your finger right on it. It's Glenn effing Taylor. Glenn yes. Taylor hired Flip Saunders back. 
be hired back. Them. That's what we said before the season. Why is this a good idea? Everybody was all excited. Flip's coming back, and we said, "What? Why? What? What did he do here? He, why are we excited for him? He's never been a GM. What tells anybody he's going to be a good GM? Why are people excited?" And the answer well, was, the "Country club is Glenn Taylor." And I don't, yeah, got fucked by hiring an outside the organization guy by David by Stern. By Stern. By Stern. <laughs> Yep, it's all. It all comes back. You think? See, here you go. You thought that the the genesis of this was Taylor. It's not, dude. It's Stern. Oh no, I know. I He's mean, I, I I didn't want to say anything because I know you get tired of it. But that's mm-hmm. the kind of the subtext of everything I'm saying. Of course, of course. Yeah, is Geppetto up there? That little <laughs> fucking retired Geppetto out there in New York City. Yeah, Dave Stern. Yeah. Um, but that's the only way to have it happen. That Saunders, for some reason, like wants to step down. Ah, I don't know. It's going to take a long time, and it's really sad because they have some makings of a decent organization. And I think that for all the talk, and, and it's mostly justified, but for all the talk about the only way you're going to have a good organization is in a big city, and you can't attract free agents here. Yada yada yada. It's not impossible to build a good organization in a you know in a not great warm town like it, it happens a lot and this happened throughout the years so it's not like that's actually an excuse it's sort of like the the twins with the salary cap thing where they kind of use that as an excuse forever and your average rube is gonna be like yeah that's true that's true they don't have the you can overcome that pretty easily um the odds are on your favor but they're not so astronomical that it's gonna like really hurt you so that's the thing that makes it a bummer is there's really no excuse for the wolves to not be a rock solid organization um. So, but they 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 aren't and they won't be. So, so give me. So, I'm going to give you a choice between two things, Brandon. Number oh one, you can wait for Glenn Taylor to get rid of Flip Saunders, to hire a young up and coming GM that knows his stuff, to get a bunch of young players together, and to be mm-hmm. the kind of team that you really want to cheer for. Or the Timberwolves can move to Seattle. And you can hope that Minnesota can steal a great young up-and-coming franchise like Oklahoma City did. Which of those two would you rather? So you want me to start over with a different organization? Yeah. I just don't know if that's possible, man. I would rather just choose my second team and, and roll with those guys and leave the Wolves there. It just feels weird. like. Well, let's assume players- you're not a terrible person and you only have one team. Um, I would just cheer. I, okay, so I would just cheer for the Seattle Timberwolves, though. Would you? Yeah. No. You I mean, can't. I live in Dallas now, and I don't cheer for any of the Dallas teams. No. I, I don't follow any Dallas person on Twitter. I don't listen to their talk radio. I am one hundred percent. But surely, still a Wolves fan. But surely, at some point in your childhood, you had a Timberwolves jersey, or you followed the Timberwolves, or you specifically read the paper to follow the Timberwolves. I sure. didn't know most of the basketball rules until I was like 24. So, no, not really. Were you a hockey guy growing up and then you only later transitioned into a basketball guy? Is that how this went? Correct. Wow. Yes. That is Very incredibly correct. strange to me. <laughs> that doesn't um, make any sense at all. No. No. So, no, I, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe it maybe it seems weird for you guys living in that city, but it's not that difficult to keep up watching your team. Um but you, you know, just you said gotta, you don't have a team. 
No, my team is the Timberwolves. I'll, I was just saying that my team will be the Timberwolves no matter what city they're in because I'm not in their city. It'll, it would be way more fun if I lived in Minnesota again and could go to the games, but just because I can't doesn't mean I pay less attention to them. I mean, you just got to get a sling box or an NBA pass or whatever it is. And, yeah, but if they, moved, you you'd have an, if they moved, you'd have an excuse to drop them like a bad habit. Well, I mean, I have excuses to drop them right now. I've got tons of excuses. I have a child. I don't live in the same city. Uh, they're a fucking nightmare <laughs> that only bring me pain and heartache. <laughs> yeah. I got lots of... I got well, yeah, but besides that... Not pay attention to these guys. Well, but, well no, you have every reason. It it really makes no sense why you are a Timberwolves fan. None. Nope. So, I just... That's my team. I When I started paying attention to basketball, I started thinking about those guys, and then I picked my second team, and they're still kind of in their infancy. So, you know. Um, no, I don't want to start over because I see the um, the heartache and the, um, the sadness from um, from Clarence talking about the wild, um, and it's just, it's just not the same, you know? Oh, about my North Stars wild comparison? Yeah. That, okay. Yes. Yeah. Did I explain that on the podcast or on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, we, we did sort of talk about on the podcast how, because we were talking about would you rather the Americans win the hockey gold medal or the Wild win the Stanley Cup. And yeah. it's, you know, despite... Still, the craziest answer I've ever heard is that you chose the USA. Well, <laughs> that's fine. But the way I explain it, I believe, on Twitter, that I think it's the only, the best way I can explain it is that the North Stars... You know, I grew up with the North Stars, went to a billion games of the North Stars. Uh, they were my real dad until they were murdered by a greasy Canadian asshole, slick back hair, and uh, now the Wild are my stepdad. And that's great. They, they love me. I, I do love them. Um, they treat me well, you know, ice cream. Dress, lizards dress and stuff. kind of terribly though. Terrible, terrible dress. They're, not like your dad. They're, they're kind of outlandish. Yeah, they uh, a little loud. Yeah, tr- little, little loud. Yeah. Little they're tendency loud. toward Hawaiian shirts. You know what I mean? Oh, they you know? retired number one for the fans. They just do goofy oh, shit Jesus. like that. It's like oh, come we're on, singing Christmas carols. You know, come on, on Jeff, stop trying Christmas. so hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> stop trying so hard. Thank you for taking care of my mother and I and my family. I appreciate you pay the bills, but fucking a with the Nordy and the state of hockey and the and Christmas colors and all of that nonsense. But there was nobody better than Dad. The way he no. drank, oh boy! Oh my God! It was, it was it was a blast. The atmosphere of all time. Let me have a beer. Yeah, and, you know, don't <laughs> tell mom. And yeah, it was all awesome. And I saw a dad get kicked out of a game at the Met Center, and his son was like waiting in the seats for him to come back. He's like an eight-year-old <laughs> kid. And that then finally, so came down and was like, "Come on, Tim, you got to come with us. Dad got kicked out, and you got to go home." And he was the very <laughs> sad kid. Oh, they that like is he like threw an actual beer, like just a a glass of beer at somebody, and got kicked out. So oh, man, it was. I love it. It, it that's one of those things where maybe it's a lot more fun to remember than to actually experience today. Well, and I told you that maybe, about maybe. The, my my buddy that we got to run around the Met Center and you know and the Zambo down by the Zamboni and we got to uh, you know throw the snowballs from the Zamboni snow and watch the games right up with our noses on the glasses where the Zam. I mean, 
That was awesome. You got to hang out in the locker room and stuff and meet all the players and holy Christ, what a blast. As you know, they were my real dad and I, I, I do like the wild, but it's just not the same. It's just not. Well, maybe the better question would be, would you take a gold medal from the USA over a gopher hockey national championship? Probably no, you're not. You're Probably into not. those guys, right? Like, would, I, wouldn't yeah. gopher yeah. hockey, you'd be like cartwheels naked down the street, flipping over cars? And I have. Uh, that yes. did happen. Yeah, that factor, too, that it's happened. I so. saw and Clarence I flip over a news van and light it on fire after the last day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, fuck you, Inga Hammond. No, who is around in 2002? Uh, I don't even remember. We'll say Mike Max. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably take the Gopher Hockey Championship. Just... What would you take? Here's a here's a question. What would you take for a, a championship if you if you're allowed to choose right now? Any sport, any Vikings. team. Oh, Vikings! Oh, Vikings fucking... Super Bowl. Absolutely, Vikings Super Bowl. Yeah, the NFL's driving me crazy. I know it, but still, just before I die, before my dad dies. I'd like to be able to celebrate a Viking. Fuck, the guy's been around since 61. He has been a fan from the, of the Vikings since day one. Watches every game. I'd love to be able to sit down and watch the Vikings win a Super Bowl with my dad. I think that'd be awesome. Okay. <laughs> Over and above everything else. Just for all the time that we've invested in that fucking club that's done <laughs> nothing yeah. for us. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. This is your deadbeat dad. Just this is my letting me down. You don't. You never fucking pick me up from school, and you say you're going to every day. You asshole. <laughs> Did I? I, I know keep I've having to walk home in the snow. I was born during halftime of a Vikings game, November thirtieth, nineteen seventy-five. The Minnesota Vikings were playing the Washington Redskins. I was born at four twenty-six in the afternoon, which is exactly at halftime of that game. My dad was watching it at halftime. Then I was. He came in. I was born. There I was, and the Vikings lost in overtime that game. An hour and a half into my existence, the Vikings had already fucking broken my heart and my dad's heart. And my entire life, they have treated, four we- exactly four weeks later to the day, Drew Pearson fucking cheated, took him away from the Super Bowl. My entire life, they've treated me this way. Just once, I'd like them to do something for me. Them motherfuckers. They have done nothing but take. <laughs> Just once, give me something. Give me, give me fucking something. Ah, oh, god damn it! Once. Oh my god, that's terrible. That's a terrible, terrible but true. Story. <laughs> fucking sons of bitches. Oh man. Just talking about the Vikings makes it so depressing. So many Vikings, just bad memories, yep. personal memories, like wake, literally waking up drunk. And half naked in Bob Lertzema's gazebo on Orchard Lake in <laughs> rural Burnsville. Just things like that that have just nothing but misery has that goddamn club brought me. Nothing but pain and misery. Give me something back, you sons of bitches. So, um, I Give heard me st- my life back. I heard a story when I was a kid, um, and this might be, I don't know, it might not be true or, or not. Um, so my great uncle was uh, living at home at the time. He was like early twenties, and um, he was always out drinking like crazy. And he would sometimes like sleep through Vikings games, and it was always a bummer, you know. 
Um, so we got home one night super late on a Saturday, like 1 a.m., and decided, because his parents would never wake him up for the game, because he was just a drunk at this point. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I'm going to sleep uh, in the living room. I'm gonna sleep, I'll just sleep on the couch or whatever. Then they have to wake me up because they want to watch the game too. And then so he goes to sleep, and he wakes up the next day, and first he looks at the clock, and it says like 3.30. So he <laughs> somehow still slept through the game. And he looks over at his mom, and she's sitting on uh, like a recliner, and he looks over at his dad, and he's sitting on the couch, and he's like, what the fuck's... And he sits up, and he had slept for 14 hours on his coffee table. <laughs> it was a good plan. It just fell short so in execution. Just, just right at the end. Feet. It just fell a little short. Three feet yeah. away from full execution. Almost, <laughs> man. Almost Bitch. made it. And not only... So the best part... Like, neither of his parents... Did anything? They watched the entire football game with their pizza on him. Son <laughs> sleeping on the coffee table. He's got a Domino's pizza box on his back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just went around him. Oh no! I also want to mention how much of a drunk do you have to be to sleep on a coffee table for fourteen straight oh, hours? Fourteen hours. That's really something. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I Knock know. it up to pee once. That's a miracle. It's, uh, it's my favorite story that I'm pretty sure is not true. That's <laughs> still good. I don't even Let's give a go shit. With it. I don't care I'm if it's true or not. I like it anyway. Sport I don't, fact. I don't ask questions anymore. It's just old Uncle Dave's story about the coffee table. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> tell it again. Tell it again, Dave. Uh, All right. Um, so, John, is, is your answer the Vikings Super Bowl as well? Yeah, absolutely. I For the exact same reasons that Clarence mentioned. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I, there's a lot of stuff I'd like to see happen, but that's got to be number one, just because of the amount of pain. Just to cancel that out, even in some small way, would be completely. Would would be. I, I would trade no other team winning a championship for fifty years. Just I, for that, I don't know what it is about because I kind of feel the same way, even though I don't really like the Vikings or football. Oh, I don't like the Vikings at all. No, I just I want them to win. But what's interesting to me is, um, and I don't know what it is, whether it's the like the intensity or the adrenaline or whatever. But any season that doesn't result in like a really deep playoff run feels like an absolute waste of time for everybody. You don't feel that with baseball. If, if the Twins this year go seventy-eight and eighty-four or whatever it is, or 80, 81 and eighty-one. You can look back and I'd be like, oh, that's fine. There was, you know, there was some good times there. It was on in the background and I liked it or, you know, it was entertaining. Same with basketball for sure. But for something about football that it's like you need to have a Super Bowl. Otherwise, it's just a just a nightmare. Well, that's a nightmare scenario. Unless you're a complete nutcase, you're not planning your life around the twin season. It's not like, sorry, I can't go anywhere for six straight months between the hours of seven and ten at night because <laughs> yeah. i gotta watch every twins game and there may be one or two of you out there that are doing this and i'm sorry get professional help because you need help but I, I do and i think a lot of people also just automatically in the fall on sundays between 12 and 3 that's when you watch the vikings it's not because you want to yeah. watch the vikings it's just that's well, what you do once a week yeah i don't like them there's nothing likable about this team. No, I, not at all. I don't want to say nothing, but very little likable. About very this little. Team. Uh, Cordero Patterson is kind of likable. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Peterson, very likable. AP as a player is likable. Um, some things off-field, I think, that are 
you know, dislike when you fucked up. Let's play hockey at the wild game. That's exactly what I'm talking pretty, about. Brandon. Yeah, pretty yeah, fucking yeah, awful AP. Uh, Rick Ugh. Spielman's ego is <laughs> like the size of the new stadium. Yeah, um, Ziggy is a being exposed as kind of a pretty horrible person. Yeah, um, I mean he's a billionaire. Yeah. Who I could mean, have guessed Greenway, that a billionaire guess, real estate a developer yeah. from New Greenway's Jersey is an upper a terrible Midwest person. guy that's likable. Oh, fuck. But Casually went to Iowa. I don't like him at all. I mean, he's point. a, a yeah. hard-working white guy. Has any one of those guys not been loved in this state? Went to Iowa. Screw him. Ooh, all right. We don't. I don't think we hate Iowa as much as we hate Wisconsin. We absolutely I'm as, do. I'm not as jealous of Iowa no. sports. Not as I don't hate Iowa as much. No, I hate Wisconsin I hate more, Iowa. but I still hate Iowa. Just because I hate Wisconsin more That's doesn't mean I don't hate Iowa. Sure, That's exactly no, what so I just much said. Hate to go around, John. A lot of hate in our hearts. So much hate. Um, yeah, let's not pigeonhole our hate. We have lots of hate to give. Um, I think um, another um, aspect that um, makes me vote for the Vikings for the championship is the parties in the playoffs would be a lot more fun, I think, than the parties for any other sports playoffs. More of an event. Like parties Absolutely. with your friends while watching Parties games? with your friends, yep. They're yep. on weekends. Um, it's just once a week where the baseball playoffs is more of a personal thing. It's on a Tuesday at 7 p.m. You're probably watching at your house. You might go to one baseball party. Yeah, and my wife doesn't to... give a shit about any of these sports, but she'd watch a little bit of a football game. You know, it's kind of easy to understand, and you yep. get it. And baseball, she's probably just like, I don't give a shit that he threw a changeup on 3-1. What do you mean that's cool? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth. I dread when the Vikings are in the playoffs. And the dread increases the farther they go. But only, but just think of this as like, I think it's good to think about it as like my wife. Like she doesn't give a shit about, she's not going to get invested, but to her, them being in the playoffs means, oh, cool. It's a good excuse to get together with people. I wish I I could do that. that I don't have that. I don't have that in me. Yeah. I wish I could. God, I wish I could be like that. Someday I will, I hope. It's the best way to think about sports is that sort of deal where if you just think about, like, the amount of bonding you're going to be able to do because then you can still get invested. Like, Oh, it's great. It was, it was still really sad when they didn't make it to the Super Bowl in whatever that year that was, 2009 or whatever. It was like, oh, man, there goes next Sunday or two Sundays from now, we we're going to have a really fun party. Now we're not going to. So that's you know, that I, that's that true. She has, the abs- she has the healthiest ab- attitude towards it. Ab- that is an absolutely healthy attitude. But if we're going to sit here and talk about 
the amount of things I do that aren't healthy for me that oh, I know God. I should Boy. do. I, I should have that attitude that she has. Uh-huh. 100% healthy. I don't. I don't do it. I can't. Let me do you ever try to no. not get as invested? Like, just, like, convince yourself? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, Brandon. That is absolutely a wonderfully healthy way to look at sports. But uh-huh. if I had that healthy attitude... Would I be sitting here doing a podcast about sports with you guys? No, I'd be off improving myself as a human being. I'd well, be learning a second language or something if I had a healthy no, attitude. But I don't. That's, that's the way it actually is. Actually, my wife's. That's my point of view. But I think that she embodies it more than I do because she's getting there. But that's all. That's been for the past like ten years. Like the way I think about sports is like excuse to get together and do stuff because it's the only way you can like rationally understand why you're spending all this time so i'm here doing this because this is fun shit to talk about but there's no way any of this is going to ruin my day i've convinced myself to like put a buffer up emotionally and just no even in the middle of it i'm like i i don't have any say in this i have no power (laughs) over any of this this is fun and i'm nervous for these guys and i keep trying to say like I'm only invested in this because i pay attention and because it could result in like getting together with friends and family and bonding it's like brainwashing yourself like over and over and over again. You know? Like that's the only way for me to justify any of this time is that opinion. That's very that's healthy true. and also something I've never <laughs> been able to get. So like do you know that um, that's like the exact way that um, AA works, you know, for Alcoholics Anonymous. It's sure. like you need One to go every single time. day yep. and continue brainwashing yourself. Oh, believe me. You know what I mean? I, I, oh, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, Brandon. So uh, you, you, think you of need to believe me. Yeah. the same way. Like, you have to every single day sit and think about, like, I don't have any power over this result. But it's fun uh, and it's entertaining. That is exactly how AA works, and I have <laughs> seen it uh, fail more often than I've seen it work <laughs> yeah, for people. So Yeah, no, it's not a... It's not a uh, given, that's for no, sure. No, no. Not, not quite. Not in any way. No. <laughs> but I like the uh I like the the reasoning behind it. Oh, no, it's a solid uh ph- philosophical model. Um it's just easier. It, words are cheap. It's, it's not bulletproof. Yeah. 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 Well, so. this has gotten depressing, but I also want to talk about uh, it sort of started out to talk about all the teams, so I want to talk about the Wild a little bit, and I want to talk about their playoff chances, because at the moment, they seem to be looking up a little bit in terms of where they ended at the Olympic break. They ended, you know, five, point to, five points up in the what I guess we're calling the wild card race now, although that seems a little weird to me. But everybody seems to be referring to it as a wild card, so okay, we'll talk about it. They're five points up on the last spot for the wild card, one of the two wild card spots. And so they look like, as long as they keep playing reasonably well, a decent bet to make the playoffs. But I, I looked up their forecast as well. Do you want to guess? Uh, I'm going to say 54%. 54%. I will, I will say 67%. 78 Wow. So, yeah, four to five times this team makes the playoffs. So there you go. 70. They can, Darcy Kemper is a 23-year-old Canadian goalie, and that is he is the most important player on the roster right now for making the playoffs. And if you are going to say that uh, you can predict what a 23-year-old Canadian is going to do 80% of the, the time on, on anything, uh, you're a crazy person. Uh, 23, 23-year-old Canadians are inherently 
unpredictable. You cannot tell me what they'll do 80% of the time, no matter I what. I do think that every 23-year-old Canadian uh, chews tobacco. Absolutely. That could be. Drinks and, a lot uh, of Molson. Tons of Molson. Screws every single chick he can possibly screw. Has We're never once turned down... Prairie province Canadians like Darcy. I mean, this yeah, is we're not, talking Saskatchewan not a, and Alberta here. Yeah, so he's we're not, not talking about the guys that showed up at my house parties and fucked things up every single time they came over. Twenty-three-year-old Canadians, right? Yes, we're talking. Yeah, about we're absolutely one, Manitoba. Yeah. That's oh, a prairie province. Okay. Yeah, oh, not the uh, ones from Windsor or something. Yeah, not some Ontario. Yeah, yeah, not Quebecois. Not from British no. Columbia. Moose okay. cock. Saskatchewan, <laughs> you know, right out of the fucking woods. Flynn <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's the ones we're talking about. Gotcha. So uh, I think Clarence touched on it right away that the number one factor in terms of the Wild making the playoffs is goaltending because Josh Harding continues to have maybe the saddest story in the NHL this year, that he was having the best year of his career and then multiple sclerosis derailed him again, which is just beyond words in some ways. And then Nicholas Backstrom is just a complete disaster in his own right in that he's getting paid a lot of money to have a sports hernia problem that he had surgery on that apparently didn't fix anything. So he's a disaster. They're depending on Kemper at least right now. I think at some point Backstrom will come back in and play a few games, but ultimately they'll go as far as Kemper takes them, which maybe you know, to the playoffs and maybe not, but I don't think anybody <laughs> believes they'll make it past the first round of the playoffs. I honestly believe there it, there is fire where this smoke is that they're talking about uh, trading for a goalie. Fuck, they could trade for a goalie, and all this Darcy Kemper talk could go up in smoke. And they True. could have Ryan Miller, but it would be the worst um, trade ever. And I think oh, we sure. agree about I'm that. Not, I'm not advocating it. I'm saying it could happen, and that's why this all this SRS and 78 percent. It's hard, especially before the trade deadline, because you don't know what direction any of these teams are going to go. Yeah. It's in, and in hockey, you could have a giant blockbuster trade and uh, throws all those things off. Might as well throw them out the window. Yeah, I mean, it's only looking backwards to see what's going to happen. So if uh, – um, who's the – Suter? Is that his name, Suter? Yes. The defenseman? Yeah. If Suter and Parisi got into, like, uh, a drunken um, bat- shooting battle and both killed each other, they're – sure. Tomorrow, their percentage would still be 78%, right? It doesn't take into factors, that sort of stuff. So I understand. Yeah, you're right. That's my point. Yeah, You're right, Grant. So, number two factor, I got to give to Grant. I, I think Mikhail Granlund is probably the biggest X factor offensively, other than a goaltender, maybe the biggest X factor on the team, just because we saw during the Olympics he can be great and he can lift a team. He helped lift Finland into a bronze medal, which not everybody predicted, and... Sometimes on the ice he just sort of disappears. So if he keeps playing like he did during the Olympics, the uh, maybe the Wild even have a chance at at least giving Colorado a scare, if not really coming close to catching them for the third spot in the Central Division. But so he was an Olympic star, huh? Yeah, he was one of the breakout players of the Olympics. I think he was the the Shane Heal of hockey. Um, sure, we'll go with the Shane Heal of hockey. You remember when Shane Heal was on the Timberwolves for a few years? Those were some good times. It's from Australia, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I'm sure Flip brought him over. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, I I think the Wild are probably in better shape than anybody, except for 
maybe the next team I want to talk about, which is Gopher Basketball, which somebody tweeted something out today about they asked Joe Lunardi, who's the bracketology guy on ESPN, a question during a chat today about whether the Gophers can make the tournament, and he said one win in the remainder of the season at any point will clinch them a playoff, will clinch them a tournament berth. So they have two games left. One, one is at Michigan. Michigan's leading the Big Ten. They probably won't win that one, obviously. But then they've got Penn State, I think, at home, which at home. they should win because Penn State is terrible. And even if they don't, then they've got the Big Ten tournament, which they're going to be, they're going to play a team that's worse than them, almost certainly, in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. So if they only really need one more win, then maybe they're headed to the tournament here. Yeah, it's possible. Last last I saw was that they'll be an 11 seed um, in the tournament, which would be fine. I mean, it's still better than we were any of us were expecting. Yeah, Michigan will be a really tough game. Doesn't mean that they can't do it. Iowa's, uh, I think, a better team than uh, than Michigan overall, but um, it's also Iowa's at home. So um, if Penn State's very winnable, they'll be, I'm guessing, like five, six-point favorites at that point. And then I don't remember how the Big Ten tournament works. I'm embarrassed to ask, but why would they – why would they for sure be playing a team worse than them if they finish like seventh or eighth? Because they'll play at ten, six. like seven plays ten or something. Yeah, well, I guess seven would. What would seven play now? I get five would, would five would 10. play twelve and six would play eleven and seven would play ten. And what's up? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just nailed it. Yep. Yeah. Seven okay. would play ten. Yeah. Okay, so that's how. Okay, good. Okay, so then they need to at least get. I don't know, man. I, so they're I'll at tell you, like if they just win 40, one, they're in the high what mid thirties, high thirties nationwide, and the top. Now with the now that they got what sixty, what are they? A hundred and forty teams in the tournament. No, there's like sixty, sixty eight. You get like twenty auto bits is is where I'm going with this. So all you need to be is in the top. Some depending on if there's upsets and stuff in the conference tournaments, you need to be in the top what forty. Four, forty-five, forty-six, for somewhere in there. I would say forty right now for in the, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's always maybe twenty auto bids somewhere in there. The twenty-three. Right. Um, Don't they have about thirty-four auto bids or something like that? They used to. Well, uh, maybe there's maybe there's more conferences now. No, not no, I don't know. So, so you need to be in somewhere in the lower forties to get in, and they're in the thirties. Right now, so if they get one more win, I think that's where he's going. Is they could only drop with their remaining games if they lost two of their three. Let's say they have three more remaining games, they lose the Big Ten tournament game. Yeah, if they lose two of those three. They could only drop maybe ten spots, but by winning one of those, they'll jump five. Right, which will put them in the low forties, and they'd be in. I'm just saying, if they lose to Michigan by 12, which they probably will, and they beat Penn State by 6, and then they mm-hmm. lose their first uh, tournament game to, I don't know, Northwestern or, or whatever. Sure. Um, I am going to be super nervous come Selection Sunday, and if they don't get in, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I saw that one coming. You know what I mean? Like, okay. it, would, I do. it wouldn't be a shock at all. And I'm saying they'll be in the low 40s and likely be in, which is, is what... Lin- Minorities saying, yeah, right. They could they be win one sure. of these last three. Yeah. Well, so. then odds are right now odds are in their favor because they're yep. for sure going to be well favored versus Penn State and Doesn't whoever feel else. Right. They play. Does it? No, nope. Christ, they'd be 
they be below 500 in the, in the conference, which is kind of, I know it's outdated. They don't use that as a threshold anymore, but it doesn't feel right. It's not being so, 500 in your conference and being in the tournament? Yeah, it used to be when there were 18 Big Ten games, you had to win nine to even think about yeah. getting in, usually ten. Yep. They are, and maybe this is a thing that we say about every team every year, but they are more inconsistent than any gopher team I feel like I can remember in recent memory. I mean, Iowa <laughs> is, right now they're ranked 20th, which I think, if I if you look at all the stat geek numbers, is unfair. They're a top 10 team in the country. To beat them and then lose two games prior to Illinois and get your asses handed to you by Illinois mm-hmm. uh, at home, um, and, you know, at least according to our friend Pat Donnelly, it was like, this is one of the worst losses that I can remember how pathetic this is. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. And maybe this happens every single year, but they have some really, really, really good wins um, that I don't think that they've had in recent years. You know, a few of them, three or four of them, and then some really, really, like, inexcusable losses. So it's weird to think of them as being, like, a tournament team that's been better than our expectations when we talked about it at the start of the year. Well, last year they were inconsistent. Yeah. I, to this level, I don't. I mean, last year they beat didn't they beat Indiana? Weren't they? Yeah, number, they did. Was it last year? Number, and they were number amazing. one in the country. Yep. But every February they're shitty too. Yep. So yeah. I, every February the go for basket. It's like fucking groundhog. It's every February they are shitty, and uh, maybe they're. But maybe this year they are more inconsistent. Would you want to play this team if you weren't a go for basketball fan? Would you want to play the Gophers in the NCAA tournament? Fuck no. I don't think I would. How the yeah, hell would you... The, as them being an 11 seed, you usually think 11, like, yeah, you know, we can run these guys over. A six seed is going to be like a, um, you know, like a top 20, 25 team. So, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Be, I'd be a little nervous. How would you game plan against... I, w- I don't even know what I'm watching half the time. Bugs hasn't played all goddamn season, <laughs> and he comes off the bench. And <laughs> he's an effing animal out there. How the hell would you coach against, how would you game plan against the Gophers right now? No, I, I don't see, even know what I'm watching half the time. I, I haven't been I, able to watch many of their games, but I see these box scores where all of a sudden Andre Hollins has like three points on one for nine shooting, and then that's the, what the next thinking. game he's got 23. You know, And Austin Hollins, I seriously thought he was like, going to be benched at the start of the year, and then he's had some great games. And it's like, oh, he scored 27 points. Oh, he played four minutes in this game. Most college basketball games, if you had to coach against a team, you would say, okay, here is the first guy I got to do my best to stop him. I might not be able to, but at least I know that's my game plan. I got to stop this one guy, and maybe they have a second guy. That's pretty much every team. The Gophers, what the, how the fuck are you going to – you could just say let Hollins shoot every shot, and if he goes 1 for 12, well, I won. Or <laughs> yeah. you go 11 for 12, and you get and you lose by 20. Really, you could just yeah. draw numbers out of a hat and be like, all right, guys, we got the bingo balls up, and we're guarding Austin Hollins and <laughs> yeah. Mo Walker today. Those <laughs> are the two guys we're not going to let us beat uh, Mo Walker, Mo here's another – yeah, he's in some good games this year, some really good games. Really? Right? Yeah. And then other games where you're like, what? Mo, Mo, what? use your what? use your hands. Speaking of Canadians, yeah, what the Speaking hell? Speaking of 23-year-old Canadians. Yeah, what the hell are you doing out there? That's exhibit B on unpredictable 23-year-old Canadians. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It, it's... um. 
Uh, that has been one thing that I've been bummed about um, not watching since I moved, is I haven't seen a whole lot of golfers. I've been paying a ton of attention on whatever fucking game cast and whatever else you can do to, to try and, you know, watching box scores. But um, this bugs. Um, is this as crazy a story as it seems? I mean, it's just, he well, just came out of nowhere and was, was not able to get any burn at all. And then all of a sudden he was nuts. Yep. And yep. everybody wanted to write a story about him after he had that huge game against Iowa, except he's not comfortable talking to the media, and so they can't he talk, won't to talk to him. <laughs> he won't talk to the media. Yep. Wow. That's cool. a great story. So it yep. might even be crazier. We just that. have no idea. They, they said they like, wanted uh, to talk to him, and the coach was like, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, he, he, uh, he just he's gone. He doesn't he's like he's talking to people. He won't Vince. talk to you. I'm sorry. I know he had a great game, but no. He bugs, bug the old bugs. He won't won't come out and talk to you. So, what position does he play? Is he a two or a three? Or sure, he's, yeah. he's Brandon. Like, he's, he's played a, one game this year. We have no idea what he is. He's, he's literally played. Guy, right? he's had played like a, two minutes of. He has. He played two minutes of Big Ten play before that. Just two wash up minutes before that game. Two. Oh man, there was no. How do you game plan against that? I don't. That's what I'm talking about. He's a he's a redshirt freshman, is that right? Yes. I, I don't know effect. much about him. I don't, I really Hashtag don't. sport effect on that one. Sport effect. There we go. I think I'm pretty sure that he is. So that's uh, so we're gonna get to know him at least a little bit, no matter what happens. He could end up scoring forty in the NCAA tournament, and we will know less about him then than we do. Or forty for the rest of his Gopher career. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. I don't know. Okay. Cool. Well, they have, uh, yeah, they play Michigan on uh, Saturday, I believe, and then Penn State next week. So they have two Saturday games coming up in a row, which is uh, pretty cool. Which is strange. So, yep. Thanks a lot, Big Ten Network. That Big Ten Network two... has effed up basketball so goddamn bad. I'd, really? It's, oh. When I was a kid, why, why it was, was the game at, why Wednesday was the game night at and Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. The game is at 6 p.m. Nobody can get there at 6 p.m. Yeah. Twin City. The hell the place is empty to start the the game because nobody could get there. And you're, the thought was, oh, maybe it's a doubleheader, you know, so they do the six and eight. No, there was no eight o'clock game. So why the fuck did you start it at six? The hell are we doing here, Big Ten? They just don't. I don't know. If they were supposed to be so that more games were televised. Well, you get to the preseason, you know, not the preseason, but the non-conference schedule. And no, there's less games on television now than there used to be. Really? Yeah. I don't, what a joke. I don't it, Thanks a lot, Barry Alvarez. Oh, that guy. And then next year they're pulling with a bunch of other teams that I couldn't care less about. I know. I can't wait for those Govers Rutgers matchups. The only thing that you can't fuck with as an organization, the NCAA, is traditions. That is the only thing that matters in your sport whatsoever. The quality of play, no one gives a shit about. It needs to be traditions and rivalries. Yep. And that's what they're fucking with. Believe me, I would happily kick Penn State out of the conference if I had a chance. But <laughs> The uh, television markets, that's just driving everything. I mean, money is obviously driving everything, but ultimately it's TV markets. That's yep. the, it just, the it just seems kind of short-sighted to me. Like, yeah, there's going to be some short-term gains of that, that market watching more good games, but it's not going to grow the way it would be if you kept it to be the the traditions that have mattered for, you know, 
hundred years or whatever. Well, you're exactly right. And I, I think it, the pill would be easier to swallow for me, just for me personally, knowing that television markets are driving all of this. They want to expand the TV markets and this big 10 network is driving a lot of, of this. Mm-hmm. I'd be more comfortable with it. If the big 10 network were a better product, like <laughs> no kidding, this true. is, this is the reason why we're doing all this hockey going to big 10 and why these basketball schedules are so effed up is for this fucking thing. The Big Ten Network is a piece of shit. It looks like fucking Victory Sports from 1996 <laughs> or whatever. It looks yeah. no different. The production values, the everything talent, behind it, the, yeah. the, ta- the, the on-air talent, the, lo- the, the hockey guys that are on there, you know, mispronounce every other name. It's, yeah, the hockey guys are like... Reason- when they when they used to have hockey on ESPN once a year for the Frozen Four, yeah. and they yes. they get the fifteenth string ESPN announcer had seen one hockey game in his life before, they'd have him call it. It's exactly well, like the, that. It'd be a Hobie Baker candidate on the Gophers, and he'd like the biggest guy on the team, one of the biggest players in the sport, dude. Brian Bonin. Yeah, Brian Bonin. What the fuck, Mike like? Crowley? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So this is the reason why they're doing this for the Big Ten Network. And it's a piece of poop. If it were like a well-polished, you know, nice product, maybe it'd be an easier pill to swallow. But for me, this ugly, horribly produced product that's poorly executed. Yeah. Fuck. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're pulling in Rutgers. To make so, the Big Ten Network better? Oh. Minnesota Rutgers. Um, you're going to get fans from both of those teams paying a little bit of attention to them, all right? Because they're it's a big rivalry, and they, or not a rivalry. They it's it's they care about their team. It's, but it's yep. going to be nothing like Minnesota Wisconsin, Minnesota no. Iowa, all those other things. Like whether the competition is better, whether the games are better, nobody gives a shit. If the Gophers played Duke, I feel like there's going to be way more attention to paid if they uh, played again Iowa or Wisconsin because yep. all that matters is these old traditions so it's just weird to try to think that expanding and getting better teams in your conference actually matters because it doesn't matter if they cared about better basketball they'd go watch the D-League no one gives a shit about the D-League it's better basketball though you know well yeah what you're saying is right yeah, their their hope is that they can expand these rivalries. That these rivalries will come over time. Right. So when happens. we're doing this sportive uh, episode uh, seven thousand, when we're all like eighty years old, we're gonna sure. look back on yep. this and be like, "Man, the Rutgers Gopher games coming up. Fuck yeah! Oh, I look forward to this every single rivalry. year." Yeah, yes. I, yep. That's their hope. That's is their that. Hope. You know, Saint like Gophers hockey, Saint Cloud State. Okay, that's not a decades. That wasn't around in 1956 like Gophers Iowa football mm-hmm. was. But that rivalry grew over time. They put this the WCHA conference together. That rivalry yep. was born. It grew, and now you know Saint Cloud State ha- fans hate the Gophers and vice versa. Now WCHA went away. But my point is, rivalries can grow after a few decades. So That's, let me I ask think. you a question. Are there rivalries in college sports that aren't based on location? USC-Notre Dame? Yeah, but that's just because everyone hates Notre Dame. 
And those are the only mm. two teams that played football for like 30 years. Well, you asked me for two non-locations. I gave you one. I mean, yeah, you can say true. why and excuses. And I just, I'm yep. saying, yeah, it can happen. That's Is an that, excellent so point. That's a, that's a rivalry, USC, Notre Dame. Yep. Oh, it's absolutely a rivalry. Sure. Okay. Now, right. Notre Dame, John's point is, yeah, everybody hates Notre Dame, and to an extent that's true, but not everybody's rivals with Notre Dame. I yep. mean, what? You make an excellent um, point, Clarence. I'm not going to disagree with you. So are we following I'm having that a tough. A I'm sorry, or I just want to say that's an exception. That's exactly where I was going. Is I'm having a tough time thinking of more uh, than that. Uh, pro sports have them. But in college, because uh, Minnesotas are location based, every single yes. one of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I know down here, it's location based for the most part as well. There's got to be other ones I'm not thinking of. Miami. Everybody hates the University of Miami football. Who are their rivals? Well, Notre Dame is one of them. Uh, and then there's Notre one Dame like is Army, not well liked. Army, Navy, but that's. Kind of its own universe. Yeah, uh, they're not exactly in different places, but like Army and Air Force don't have a particular. Well, New rivalry. York and where's maybe in Maryland? New York and Maryland aren't all that close. Um, so let's take Rutgers for example. Who is the Big Ten bank? Big Ten Penn State. Know that rivalries is Penn State. That's the one that they're hoping turns into something. Well, Penn State's next to New Jersey, so that's about the, all or they can hope for. Or they'll get Sarah, they'll pull Syracuse away someday, and that'll turn into something that like continues. Yeah. They don't want Syracuse. This. What TV market is Syracuse in? Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Syracuse. Sure. They don't. Care, they couldn't care less about Syracuse. Why would so they want Syracuse? They're more likely to try to pull in Temple. Yeah. Well, they're more likely to try to pull in North Carolina or Texas. Sure. Okay. Okay. So they're just yeah, just hoping that this long enough. Will will turn into something because it just doesn't seem that likely that Rutgers. I don't know. Why I'm picking on these guys, but will ever gain a rival ever in any way? Anybody gives a shit about? We're playing Rutgers. It'll have to be some luck of the draw playoffs that they just meet the same team three three out of five years in yeah some sort of playoff situation. Or they, they don't play in the playoffs that much. I mean, I know they're going to a football. Playoff and basketball, they meet you know in the playoffs, but can that really create a rivalry? No, because it's not a one and done type deal, like other playoffs are, like the NFL fo- football playoffs. You you either win or lose. Your season's done if you lose. Where in college playoffs, conference playoffs, it's not one and done. You're not if you lose, you're not necessarily one moves on and one doesn't. Right. You still have the NCAA tournament afterwards. It's hard yeah. to foster a conference rivalry in college sports without um, location. Yep. I mean, well, Georgia and Georgia Tech are in the same conference, but they're it's rivals. It's all location based. Because You're they're right, there. It's, <laughs> I can only think of one USC and Notre Dame. Man, I'm just sitting here struggling to think of another one. All I know the SEC basketball. Teams hate um, each other. I know in basketball, um, because I'm down here, I, it seems like Kansas and Texas is a pretty big rivalry because they've both been so good in the same conference for so sure. long. But, yeah. again, I, I don't think it's as it's the same as if Texas play, Texas was in the same conference as mm-hmm. Baylor and they played every – you know what I mean? That's They're, they're an yeah. hour away. They travel like crazy and go <sighs> just ape shit. So. Kansas, North Carolina in basketball? 
Kansas Duke, I, just because they're the three biggest dogs yeah. in the neighborhood. Yeah. Kentucky versus Duke? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, maybe those are far away. <laughs> there used to be some... Not a geography major. We're not doing very well. <laughs> there used to be some pretty good Minnesota versus Boston schools rivalry in hockey. Yeah, oh that's boy, a good you point. Are, you are reaching yeah, now the we're really tiniest reaching. little straws. Yeah, that's a, What that's, about a team like Nebraska? Does Nebraska really have any huge rivals? Because they're just in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't feel like... <sighs> I used to be Colorado. Like, whatever. Yeah, they hate Colorado, but they're next door. Their state's next door. Well, they still hate Colorado. Right, okay. I went to a Nebraska football game uh, at at Nebraska and uh, because my buddy was a fan. And so the sh- I asked to wear a shirt just because I wanted to fit in. So sure. the shirt I wore there was the hot, or which one's the kid? Kelvin peeing on the Colorado Buffalo. I was eight. I didn't know that I was young. Yeah, <laughs> disrespectful. Um, <laughs> How dare you, sir? I could give a shit about Nebraska football or Colorado, and here I was wearing a t-shirt with the guy pissing on the Colorado Buffalo, and I just yeah. That's how I know that Nebraska hates Colorado. That's their, and it wasn't even against Colorado, but that's their. <laughs> still, still a crowd pleaser. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this whole thing, but I just, just so long as they're not actively fucking over the, you know, regular rivalries that happen is probably an okay thing, but it's just, that's a bummer. Well, but it will happen. It happened in hockey. I mean, and that's, so that's kind of the precursor that people are worried about is they just threw out all these rivalries they built over decades and just, let's just make the big 10 hockey conference and We'll have this television station that'll show the games, and hopefully other teams will join the conference and get hockey programs, and we'll all make a whole bunch of money. And right. the Gophers UND and Gophers St. Cloud and all these other schools, F it. We don't give a shit about rivalries. That's what they showed. That's the cards they showed when yeah. they made that move is they don't. What you're saying is true. Rivalries are what make college sports. They don't care. They don't. They don't care about them. They no. care about money. They care about the television stations, and hockey showed that. Now, yeah. I, you know, I'm, this doesn't mean I'm not going to cheer for go for hockey or go for football, but it it is frustrating. No, well, I mean, there you're actually you are even going back to my mentality about cheering for sports. You know, it's all about friends or whatever. And I know that I'm deluding myself here, but um, I think it does help. Um, that's why this is so frustrating for me. Like you are, you are actively fucking with people's happiness when you, that's, you know, yes. that's like yep. the, there's some people who the best weekend of their year were some of these rivalries going back and forth to a game, right? It mm-hmm. meant hanging out with friends and having parties and getting a hotel and whatever. And that shit's not happening anymore. And that's, that's what's true. so bothersome to me. The, the Gophers Wisconsin football game is huge. And they keep it around because it does make money. But if the Big Ten thought that a, an annual Gophers Rutgers football game would make them one more dollar than yep. the Gophers Wisconsin game, they would cancel it in a heartbeat. They do <laughs> not give a shit about that, about yep. your rivalry or what makes you happy or that it's great you can get together with your buddies. Yeah, they don't give a shit. If they thought yeah. something else could make them one more dollar, they will shut it down tomorrow. Yeah. 
you, I mean, let's th- let's be real here. Every athletic director in the Big Ten, every administrator in the Big Ten, would absolutely walk over his own mother in golf cleats if he thought it would make one more dollar for the athletic <laughs> program. You think Norwood Teague gives a shit about? Gophers, Wisconsin. About I used to get a hotel at St. Cloud when I was at the... It was, it was fun. Oh, I used to go to the Final team. Five every single year. No, he doesn't he's care. Got a, he's got a southern accent. He didn't know which end of a hockey stick to hold. He could give a <laughs> fuck about the Gophers, Wisconsin football rivalry. His thing is making as much money as possible. Yeah, All the only football. the thing that is a bummer, though, is like... These people who went to these games and sold them out and, you know, um, whatever. It's like, I can't do any more than I'm doing. I can't support this team any more than... Sure. I, I cannot be a rival to the fucking New York television market, even though nobody in New York gives a shit about college sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you just could not do any better. So that's what sucks. And you probably could say that about every sport, every team, every professional team that's moved to different cities and whatever else. But, yeah, it's a bummer. It is a bummer. Or my blue jeans that you discontinued. You you didn't care about me. You didn't didn't care about me, you loose fit boot cut Levi's. You didn't give a shit that that's the only thing that that I was comfortable in. The profit margin that we get on these uh, Arizona skinnies, bro. Yeah, come on. That's what you care about. Come that on, I can't bro. fit half a nut in those things. You don't care about that. I gotta, I gotta you, hit my margins, baby. You do. You gotta, you gotta make your nut, and uh, at the expense you, of your nuts, at the expense of pegs and <laughs> Scotty Leas, and uh, just on, it goes top to bottom. Pegs, pegs is scrapping Leas. right now, man. He's <laughs> trying his best, but you've got him boxed in, bro. What are you gonna do? He's, he's just, yeah, he, he shrugs his shoulders and puts his arms up. Nothing I can yeah. do about it. But the yep. thing is, in this instance, if there was more than three people on the planet who wanted to wear loose fit boot cuts in uh, the year 2014, they'd still be around. But there well, were tons of fans of these things that supported them as much as they possibly could support them, and they're still not here. Not that's enough. What, that's what There's sucks. There's more people out east. Yeah, just because you just, you just hit your maximum amount of people that live in Minnesota or that live in St. Cloud or whatever. Like, sorry, we... I know you guys care and try hard. Even if you get a hundred percent of the community, we have four percent of this other community that has more people. So, peace okay. out. There's no you know Americans would... that want to wear regular person blue jeans, but there's, there's three of them. Yep. Simply too many <laughs> hipster <laughs> urban goobers out east that want to feel cool or you know go to brothers and too many hipsters getting get facial their... transplant surgery so they can grow a beard, which Trying I think is a real their... thing. Dick wet at Sneaky Pete's and fuck fuck the rest of us. God, poor guy. You know what I really hope happens college sports wise? I really hope that somehow I I was looking at the the college hockey bracketology today and saw that North Dakota is somewhat likely to end up in Minnesota's regional here at the West Regional. Wouldn't it be great if somehow all old WCHA teams ended in that regional and it was just Minnesota, North Dakota, and St. Cloud State and somebody else or something like that, Wisconsin or somebody like that, and just have it be the best attended most fun weekend of the year in yeah, contrast be, to the Big Ten hockey tournament the week before, which will have three people who go to um, it. If UND is at, uh, is at, it's going to outdraw the Big Ten tournament. 
Well, this podcast might now draw the Big Ten turn. Well, that's, that's, there's no way around it. I'm not. So I went to the WCHA tournament for years. I've been mm-hmm. going there for years. I'm not going to the Big Ten hockey tournament. I'm going to the NC. I'm going to the regional. I already bought tickets. The hotel room, the tickets that I used to buy to the WCHA tournament are now the WCHA or now the NCAA regional. That's yep. what I'm going to. The West Regional. The West Regional. Which and won't be here every year. So what will I do next year? That's I'll that sounds like next year me's problem. I'm yep. not gonna worry about it right <laughs> That's now. That's a future clearance problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I w- right now I know I'm going to the West Regional and not the Big Ten. Will I go to the Big Ten hockey tournament every year? Like I don't know. Maybe. I doubt it. You really gotta get that Ohio State Penn State matchup in. I'll probably go when there isn't a regional in town. Yeah. But I I'm not going to the WCJ tournament. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, that's because where is the WCJ tournament? Are they the having Target a Target Center? I think it's a Target Center. No, I thought that was the NCHC tournament. Oh, is that the guys that are? I don't keep track of that. I think I, yeah. I think that NCHA is that right? NCHC. NCHC. Yeah, that's the okay. Gotcha. I think their tournaments at the Target Center, and I'm not sure where the WCJ tournament. I don't is. either. I don't pay any attention to them, but. Uh, that yeah, that's that's it. That's my treatise. Huh. All right. Well, just to give you an update on the live sporting event, the Wild are up two nothing with a couple minutes left in the second period. Unbelievably, Stefan Veyu scored the Wild second goal. Tonight. No, he didn't. It, Fuck you. I, Why do you lie? You know I can't watch. You know so I know you can't see bullshit. it, and I reviewed it a couple times just to make sure because I didn't believe it either. And, no, you know, I waited for him to zoom in for the close-up because I was pretty sure it was somebody else wearing VU's number. But, no, it was Stefan VU. Did they, for some reason, pull their goalie in the second period? I don't know why a coach would do this, but um, they, it was, was an empty net? <laughs> it was not exactly a laser <laughs> to the top corner. Let's it's put it that way. It's a fair question. Edmonton's goalie was screened. It sort of was a change-up that went around him and found the far post. That's another uh, of the new theory. Just just throw it on that. Just throw it on that. See what happens, right? Sort of what he did, yeah. Hans's Hans's theory. And he looked absolutely delighted with himself too, just like a kid that scored his. I'm sure he was. The only reason he's here is because Zucker's hurt. He's not even supposed to fucking be here, and he got a goal. So good for him. You mean like he was smiling that he scored? Yes, I I like. I watch it. Yeah, he was smiling. You don't see guys just just smile when they. No, I mean he looked way to do it. He looked completely surprised with himself. (laughs) Okay, like when you put in the kid who never plays because he's just on the team because his mom complained and somehow he scores (laughs) and he just couldn't be happier because he never expected in his whole life like that. Yeah, I remember playing football when I was like ten, and the kid. Like the coach's son was like the worst player of all time, and he was, um, he was just terrible. And I was playing running back, and he came in and he was into the huddle, and he was like, "Hey, I'm in, I'm in at running back." And I was like, "No, you're not. There's no possible way that you're in for fucking you're in." So I refused to leave, and we both just lined up at running back next to each other and got called for a penalty. And I was like, "Dude, you misheard. You, there's no way that your dad let you come out here and play running back. You're the worst ever." He's like, "No, it's true." So, <laughs> I like how you both just lined up. That's the best part. <laughs> I refused to leave. I was like, "No way." The quarterback just what? <laughs> what did the quarterback just say? I'll f it. I 
I can't really do anything and call the play and away he went. Yeah, no, I can't remember if he like tried to hand it off and we got fucked up or if they just called a penalty right away. What would be um, the penalty? You can getting... have you can have two running backs, just too many men on the field. Too many men, yeah, yeah. I was oh, spo- okay. I was like the one kid ran on the field and then one was supposed to run off and then just nobody came off the field and that was me. <laughs> so were you like lined up like actually touching each other or how did that end up working out? <laughs> I remember sitting in the backfield. After, I just remember the huddle is what I. I mean, this was a long time ago. I just remember the huddle when he said, "Hey, I'm in for you. I'm going to be running back this play," and just going, "No, I I don't think you heard right, Scotty. I I think that that's not right. I'm just going to stay out here and and line up." And I can't remember the actual play because basically every play when you're 10 years old is just someone says "hut" and then it's just pandemonium. No one gets the ball that they're supposed to get. You're never running through the hole you're supposed to run through. So. What I'm remembering as as chaos is probably could have been any any of those plays all year. I understand. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's about all I wanted to talk about today. What do you guys got? Anything else? No, I think next next week or next time we get together, we need to um, do a deep dive on the twins. Yep, I think that's probably true. They. There was an over under that came out this week, seventy and a half. So we'll talk about that at some point too. Yeah, I think we, we each need to uh, yeah give our predictions for wins. We do that every year for every sport. And it's uh, our first uh, actual annual tradition. Yep, it yeah. is. Yeah, yep. We're anniversary so we'll, something. We'll predict wins for the Twins. We will. So we get a week to each think about wins. We get a week to think about. Should we do? Breakout player and guy that will be shittier than everybody thinks. Something uh-huh. along yep. those lines. We sort of did that it. with Parker a couple weeks ago. We can do it again. Yeah, I don't think we ever. We ended up going off on a tangent. and We didn't get to shittier. <laughs> well, that that'll happen. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's good. I'll think about it. Cool. There you go. Sneak right. peek. We're sorry, Stu couldn't be here. He got stuck at a kid thing. So hopefully he'll be back next week as well. We we miss him terribly and wish that he was here with us. Yep. Everybody. This is too. So. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. See you. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered.